We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh-oh. Oh, Stephon Diggs throws a pick to his brother. Javon Diggs. Gonna hold that over his brother's head for the rest of his life. No doubt. Man, they have been going head-to-head the entire day in both these games. Highlights from the Pro Bowl games. Pro Bowl games, all that good stuff. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi, happy day of the earthquake. It is Monday, February 6th at 6.15 this morning. Epicenter of West Seneca, a 3.8 magnitude earthquake and i am reading stuff that the like we wondered maybe it was in the break whether or not this could have been affected by at all by the massive earthquake that happened in turkey late last night and overnight and i'm reading something that someone on twitter shared it's a study from oregon state university and there are other universities that show evidence that a severe earthquake on one side of the earth can cause other earthquakes on the opposite side of the planet I don't know if we're directly on the opposite side of the planet from Turkey, but sure, at least it's possible. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would think that the idea that it's the same Earth. I mean, and it's now. N- n- I don't know if you've seen what Nate, our Nate, our own Nate Geary is doing on Twitter. He is worried about the Earth, Earth's core <laughs> stopping and starting to spin the other direction, which was a news thing from a couple weeks ago. But yeah, I'm not sure that has anything to do with it, but. Who knows? I don't know. There was an earthquake this morning at 6.15. The number one comparison people are making is it sounded like a, a car hit your house. I've seen car hit house, snowplow hit house, and we've got one video that got tweeted out, and I think it really drives home a good... What I want to hear and, and see in these videos is the sound, because yeah. where we're sitting, we didn't hear anything. We felt a rumble in the room like a train's going by. I didn't hear any sound. For those of you that are in your house and at home, you know, if it sounded like a bomb went off or there was an explosion or um, whatever, like it's a it's a release of energy from the earth. And this uh, obviously is the kind of thing that everybody, just about everybody across the area has, has felt now. We do have headphones on too. That's true. Like on, Randy from down the hall, WBEN, he'll walk in with the newspaper and hand it to us sometimes, and sometimes I will not hear him open the door coming from behind me. Yeah, that's right. So it's possible that we got we had some noise cancellation going on here. So an earthquake. Who would have thought? There's a funny tweet. I like this one from uh, Left Turn, a uh, store on Main, Main Street. They, uh, the account said, whole lot of this never happens here, happening here lately. Sub-zero temperatures, blizzards, earthquakes, and important hockey games, <laughs> which is pretty funny. So, um, yeah. you know, with regard to the earthquake, if you want to call and tell us what your experience was like, we're happy to take your call. Of course, you know, we'll move into other things as well. But, um, you know, hopefully everyone's okay. There was an obviously a massive one across the earth on the other side of the earth in Turkey, and a lot of deaths being reported there, really a horrible event. So uh, here, of course, not on that scale. We did learn, though, the math of how, how much stronger that one was. Yeah. So the Richter scale, I had it 
maybe not half right, maybe like 10% right. Every point one on the Richter scale is twice as big, is 100% bigger. Yep. So a 3.2 is twice as big as a 3.1, and on and on and on and on. So every 10 on the Richter scale mm-hmm. ends up being like 10 times whatever. I'm still getting my math right about the Richter scale, but that just gives you an idea of how much stronger the one over there was than here. Yeah, 5,000 times, we think, yeah. on the math. I, un, unimaginable. There is a video I saw from last night of that earthquake hitting as it does, and it looks apocalyptic. I mean, everything is shaking for a minute, and whoever's shooting the video is like looking out over like a city, and just all the lights go out at the same time, pitch black. It, it looks like a horror movie. So, but still. Yeah, I'm look, it's funny. Learning a lot of different things about this, so... The USGS estimates there are over 10,000 earthquakes about this size every year around the world. Yep. That the ones that hit Turkey, 7.8, that is one a year. Yep. And nine or greater, I'm looking at one every 10 to 50 years. Yeah. Which is that not the one that hit the, the, the was it the 89 World Series that you mentioned? I think that, that's a good question. What That's 1989. Yeah. That is a magnitude 6.9. Okay. Yeah, 6.9. The Loma Prieta earthquake where, I mean, yeah, like watching that on television, I can remember that. So I would have been, what, it's the it's the fall? Um, yeah, October of 89. I'm 10 years old watching television uh-huh. and baseball. You know, I watched a lot of baseball back in those days. That's one of those things, Joe, where you I remember, you know, a major event. You'd say... Challenger exploding on television, live television events that bring you a moment that is, you know, not, of course, unexpected. You're tuning in to watch a baseball game and it becomes clear this isn't happening. There's a major earthquake that just hit that stadium in that whole area. Right. Um, you know, the, the DeMar Hamlin thing is a little bit of that as well, where the, the nation's getting ready to watch something and then something else happens and, okay, we've got a, we've got a situation here. That's how the earthquake was in San Francisco, of course. And, you know, I, I I feel like watching that broadcast that night, they they tuned it into a turned it into a news event where mm-hmm. now I've got helicopters going over San Francisco and there's fires. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a it was a very obviously a massive event. An entire highway collapsed, a double decker highway collapsed onto itself. Yeah. So, I mean, that was crazy. And then didn't they do a thirty for thirty on that? They e- did ESPN thirty for thirty. Yeah. That might that might that might deserve a rewatch today because that's one of the first, like the original. I think the idea of thirty for thirty was thirty documentaries. Yeah, and that was one of the original thirty, I believe. Yeah, it's called the day the series stopped. Yeah, Athletics and Giants playing in the World Series. The series ends up being a sweep, but yeah, that would have been. I think it's game three. Anyway, it's not important which game it is. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy, and here we are with a little earthquake. We've had them before. There's a story saw today that in Warsaw, this area, Warsaw, that back in March, they had a small one. So maybe people okay. in Warsaw today are waking up and thinking like, oh yeah, we felt that one back in March. It was small. Yeah, This one is big enough that a lot of people on a much broader scale felt this one. Larry in South Florida. Go ahead, Larry. Hey guys, I call you guys all the time and I just want to help you out. I'm a math teacher. I just want to help you out with the math of that Richter scale problem. <laughs> Thank you. 
So basically, a 3.8 means it's an exponent, and they go by powers of 10. So the energy emitted, or the um, whatever the geologists would term it, it would be has the force of 10 to the 3.8. The one in Turkey is, would be 10 to the 7.8. So you just got to look at the exponents. Yeah. The difference in the exponents is 4, 3.8 to 7.8, which means that one is 10 to the 4th times larger. So theirs is 10,000 times larger than yours, which means think about what you felt, intensify that 10,000 times, and you're going to get that earthquake in Turkey. So I hope that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah, And that's in terms of intensity in the epicenter and also like the breadth or the... The, the, I guess the scope and how wide-ranging people would feel of how far away they could be. Yeah, it's it, it's big. Like 7.8 is monstrous. Um, and so, you know, I just wanted to help you with that because I know you guys were really looking yeah. at the point one, and, and it was I, – I don't want you to hurt yourself. Thank you. So, uh, the, a quick question on um, Pobo. It looked like Diggs was having some fun. Have you guys got any more information – on the end of the year stuff with Diggs and how he was. Cause I really, I love that guy and I don't want to lose him as our receiver. And I know we, I just would like to see them be back to normal. Have you guys got any info on that? Larry, thanks. Thanks for bringing this up. I no, And I wondered about that too. You know, we, you know, Diggs on the sideline in the, in the Cincinnati game. The only thing we really got from him was he tweeted about it. Said that basically he was not going to be happy when they didn't play after their standard. And the like, okay, let's go down this road a little bit, Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't know the next time anybody would talk to him about it. When's the next time Josh Allen would be asked about it? You know, there's there's a little bit of a radio yeah. silence period here. Allen was on Kyle Brandt's podcast on Kyle Brandt's basement, and Kyle Brandt didn't ask Allen about it. Yeah, but he addressed it. Kyle Brandt did. Yeah. Did you see this clip? No. He basically said. It was Brant, not Allen. It was Brant okay. saying this. You know, saw what happened on the sideline. I, you don't have to say anything. I just like to say, I don't like seeing that. So Kyle Brant like, threw in an opinion. And I don't know if he did that to bring it up and not have Josh say anything, or if he did that thinking maybe he'll chime in. Mm-hmm. But Allen did not say anything in response. Hmm. He kind of just let let it be there. Okay. And for Diggs, right, like, I don't think there's any problem. Steve Tasker talked about this on One Bills Live. They had a guy call in and say, you know, get him out of here. He's a malcontent. And, and Tasker pretty much, you know, went to the wall saying, do you have any idea what it's like in those locker rooms? This happens all the time. These guys, it's a highly competitive sport. If I'm not getting this exactly right, Steve, I'm just paraphrasing. Like, listen, listening to Steve, he basically said, like, you're out of your mind. If you don't think yeah. that stuff happens yeah. with regularity – the difference is here, you know, you see it on camera, you see a, you see a guy mad, it's going to happen. And back in the 90s and the 2000s and this, like, these teams go through this stuff, like families do. And there are fractures sometimes, and you just keep going. Like, that's, that's, that's the job. So, to answer your question, Larry, I've not seen anything... I don't know when I would when it would come up again. The next time someone's on a podcast, like Diggs did a podcast in the after, during Super Bowl week last year, where he talked about. I remember him making a comment about the Chiefs game and how he only had like three catches for seven yards, and he made a quote about how like he he prefers that that like I I made an impact on the game. Like look at the game Gabe did. 
Like, I feel like when he has that game and I'm taking coverage away that I am making an impact. So he did a podcast Super Bowl week last year. Allen was maybe on Radio Row. So maybe this week. Like, one of them maybe will do some media this week yeah. if they're a part of any Super Bowl type stuff. That's right. That's right. I, cause There's going to be a lot of players talking around the league this year just because they're on behalf of Pizza Hut yeah. with whoever. Yeah. No, you're right. And I, I'm i not surprised something like that does happen from time to time. You know, what, that, and it doesn't really bother me. I don't think it has to be a major concern. Well, also because of how Diggs, Diggs has sounded about Allen this year. when he was, yeah. Von Miller's podcast, right? Yeah, when he was talking about like the Hall of Fame, and he thanks God that Josh Allen is his quarterback. <laughs> right. Like that's what right. he said. Yeah, the body of work suggests that they're really close, that they're best friends. He refers to Josh as his little brother, and maybe they're just mad. I I, I will say that I found myself thinking the same thing, Larry. Like I wonder, I, I wonder when we will hear about it again. I wonder if and when it gets addressed. It would, whatever. Not that it's out here lingering twenty four hours a day all the time, Joe. But it'd be nice to have Josh explain what happened in that moment, or Diggs, outside of just you know what we saw. Maybe that happens, and we all get a nice rosy explanation. Maybe they just post a picture of them, you know, playing catch on a Tuesday. Don't forget, this happened the same day that AJ Brown was pouting on the sidelines for the Eagles, yeah, because he wasn't getting the football, and they're in the Super Bowl. Yes, they are. They won that game, by the way. Like it's just it's just the nature of. The position and guys of that talent level, they just want the football. Yep. 803 I saw a good uh, graph that was tweeted out from Nick Veronica. The US, it's a graph from the USGS that kind of measures the energy equivalent based on what the magnitude of the earthquake was from the Richter scale. Okay. So a 3.8 earthquake, which they consider a minor earthquake that is felt by humans. It has the energy equivalent to a large lightning bolt. Okay. Which might be about like the video we saw and like what we felt. Like it's quick enough where that kind of makes sense. Right? Like a large lightning bolt. The one in Turkey that was a seven point eight is about the equivalent to the world's largest ever nuclear test. That's the difference. Yeah. I it, like unimaginable. Yeah, it seems significant. Having been around through lightning bolts, you think that's a about fair because when you get a big lightning bolt near your house it's not that different from as people are yeah calling in and writing in today i thought somebody drove into my house the biggest lightning strikes right outside your door sound like that like your house is coming down on top of you i don't know that i've ever had one that like shook my house though that was ever that close to where it shook maybe maybe i'm not i'm just not remembering one but but the 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 sound, yeah, you know, could have been similar. That's what I'm in it for. Just retweeted a video from Nate Benson as well from Channel Two. I'm in to watch these videos to listen because, yeah, our experience, we felt it and didn't hear anything in the studio. So I'm I'm you know I'm gonna want to hear all these videos, all the whether it's your doorbell camera or we had somebody that their camera in their kitchen, dogs barking, all the crazy stuff. Uh, we'll get one more call in here. Jim and Wilson's gonna join us. Jim, you're pretty far up there in Wilson. Did you feel it? Did you feel the earthquake? Yeah, it wasn't anywhere near as bad. I thought my dog was outside the bedroom door and just banged into the door. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't that bad up our way. Um, the, the point that I wanted to make when you were talking about the Diggs and Allen thing, and I think this has been a problem with the Bills during this regime, 
in the world of social media, when everybody wants to jump on and offer their opinion, they expect immediate answers to things. It's like the 13-second thing last year. They let it linger and linger and linger. It wasn't anybody's fault. Nobody knows what happened. And, and people start to create their own narrative, and it gets out on social media, and just like the Diggs Allen thing. Now you're hearing Diggs might want to go play in Dallas with his brother, and they should trade him for a bunch of draft choices. And while we don't have any right to know what's going on inside the locker room, that's the world you live in today with social media and Twitter. And look at this earthquake. It happened at 6.15, and two minutes later there's posts all over Facebook and Twitter about it. And unfortunately that's the world we live in. If this was back in the Jim Kelly days, it would probably just get swept under the rug. After a while, people would forget about it. They'd start thinking about baseball and hockey and stuff, and it wouldn't be a big thing. And I think that's where the Bills create their own problem, by not addressing it yeah. one way or the other and just ending it so people can move on. Yep. Jim, I think that's a, that's a really good, strong point. And the 13 seconds comparison is a good one. You know, it's not exactly the same scenario, but 13 seconds. How many times did McDermott get asked about it after the fact? Because... He didn't really fully address it right away. Mm-hmm. And then on at what? Owners meetings, the combine. It felt like several times after the fact, it was brought up again and again and again. Some people would say like the media is hounding him. But reality, what happened was, when are you going to answer it? When right. are you, you going to answer this question? And like you said, Jim, to your point about, hey, it's unfortunate. That's That's the way it works in the age of social media. That is true. But these teams operate in the era of social media. And if the Bills wanted to get out in front and kind of squash this story, not that it even really is one. So there, there's a part of me that says you don't even have to really do anything. Yeah. They could. Let's go back to famous feuds in Buffalo sports history. I'm half kidding here. When Jack Eichel and Ryan O'Reilly hated each other because they didn't, <laughs> they didn't fist bump after a goal. Right. Right. Like that was a thing that the two of them said they knew about and they were kind of playing into as a thing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. But. If you want to squash anything in the age of this, you you can just do it. You could do it immediately. Social media, a tweet, anything. Um, yeah, you don't. Or you don't have to wait for the next time you're on a podcast or something. You just do it. And Diggs did explain why he didn't stick around, kind of right, like on on Twitter after the fact, but no reference really to to him and Allen on the sidelines. Right. I mean, maybe it's just not even. Is it possible it's not even in their their scope? It's very that, possible that that it was. Did they even know that it was shown on TV? Is it possible they don't know it? They know it by now. You think they know it by now? They know it by now. They yeah. are both on Twitter enough to where like Alan will reference it that he'll he, he's seen stuff. Yeah, like he'll talk about it on Kyle Brandt show that like he, he's seen. He'll reference tweets that like you know he's just he's on there enough to where he he understands if there's a something that's viral. I wouldn't say this has reached viral stage. No, but, and again, like I think Jim's point is right. In the void, people will create or people will start to talk about it. What, how, how could you squash it? Diggs retweets a video of Allen hitting a ball at pro at the pro am close. Sure. Be like, that's my guy. Boom, done. Sure. They get seen at another Syracuse basketball game together. <laughs> right. It's or, over. <laughs> maybe they're really mad at each other. I no. Nah, I'm, I'm glad you brought. How that up. likely is that to actually be the case? How likely okay, is it okay. Diggs from the midpoint of the year saying here, here. he thanks God that Josh Allen's his quarterback all right, all right, two go- months I, later being upset? You can answer this question better than I can. I don't have any brothers. You have a brother. Yeah. Like If they are brothers, is it, what's the longest you've ever been mad at your brother? Like, uh, won't talk to him for a week? A day. A month? A day. 
Never been mad at each other for longer than a day? Mm, I don't think so. Day or two. Sometimes for me, it's like maybe a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, n- never a week. I've never never been to a week. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say you've ever looked right at him and put arms out the same way? Oh. Di- like just screaming like thousand percent <laughs> thousand percent playing sports especially oh yeah we we would we would trade back and forth we we used to play on a youth basketball team together where like the coach would probably have to break up near fights between us so yeah are you always most competitive with your brother oh yes we used to yeah man we, we we've both calmed down a lot on this but when we were kids like even playing like with friends in like the neighborhood whatever sport like it definitely got to fistfights. Multiple occasions. <laughs> now that would have been a story. Over competitiveness. Imagine Diggs and Allen just throwing bombs <laughs> on the sideline. It could right, and it could be the same thing, right? Like they're brothers. Yeah. And like they're what? good. They they shake after. But just Right. If right. it the visual would have been You guys want to talk about ever. the uh the, the punches thrown? Yeah, it got a little intense out there. We're okay. But you know what? We're competitors. <laughs> That wow. you know what? That's what I that's what I want. Not from this team, but I want another team. I want I want punches thrown. <laughs> like with the Oilers back in the like, Yeah, Kevin Gilbride punching Buddy Ryan or vice no, versa. Bu- Buddy Ryan punching, punching Kevin, Kevin Gilbride. Gilbride. That's yeah, right. we, we want that. We, we want probably guys if, trading blows in probably, the sideline. Maybe you don't want that after all. Uh, uh <laughs> 8030550 talking earthquake, talking little bills as well. We'll get some meaty football stuff coming up. Eight o'clock, we'll talk with Chris Trapasso. So we're gonna kind of recap the senior bowl. And, uh, you know, start shifting to the Bills offseason. It is Super Bowl week, too. I want to talk a little bit about the Chiefs and the Eagles today as well. So, yeah, we've got room for you to join us on the Earthquake, on the Bills. And, uh, you know, the Sabres are off till Saturday. So we got a little bit of a window on them, too. 803 to join us here on WGR. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
I gotta ask you, as the well-known Madden creator here, who is the top Madden player? Who's the player to beat in this competition? It's all about King Henry. Hello! What's that? He's talking King about Henry. the player. How you ain't even throw player. my name in that thing? You talk about a whole nother other person when I'm standing right here. You're, like, you're close second. Right, you you're close, close second. second. <laughs> we are not, Blood, we are not talking about Derrick Henry. We were talking about the Madden player. I'm talking about me as okay, the Madden player. That's true. You're talking about some other George. Marshawn Lynch, right? I still couldn't figure out why he was upset. Because he thinks he's better at Madden than Derrick Henry. Yeah, at playing Madden. But, oh, right. Actually playing the game. I think that's what they're talking about. Who's the best player? See, I th took it, though, that they were asking. Who's like, the best in player the game in Madden? Yeah, in the game itself. Yeah, maybe. It's Jeremy and Joe. Good morning. It is 738. Post-earthquake Buffalo. 3.8 on the Richter scale in West Seneca. How far can they... All right. We had somebody calling about the Richter scale and give us the math of it. How far can they pinpoint it on the epicenter? Like, like how how close can I get an address? Well, I I was it saw, under was it underneath someone's garage? I think so. I saw I was on the USGS website, and there are exact coordinates. All right, and I put those coordinates in, and they are right over somebody's house, or right under somebody's house, because they're saying it was three kilometers below the Earth. Okay, was where the earthquake happened. So yeah, you could you could go on the website right now. And maybe there's, I don't know, is there paparazzi outside that guy's house right now? <laughs> Just going to say, epicenter guy. Epicenter of the earthquake. Was it was it louder there? Does it sound like your house is falling into the earth? Did it, <laughs> you know, like. Right, is it like, did it sound like it was coming from underneath you? Yeah, imagine. It was, it was underneath him or her, whoever was in the house at that time. Imagine you had that. You're trying to convince your friends. No, really, it was it was a lot louder at my house. Yeah, sure it was. And then the USGS says, actually, it was underneath your house. No, like, yeah, and like <laughs> you go, the USGS actually, you could go on the map and you can keep zooming in until there's this little star that is right over somebody's property. <laughs> like, the star is right there. Wouldn't you get that, like, framed? I feel like if you're the if you're the local news, aren't you driving there right now? Hey, to that, to that, yeah. Drive right to that address. Just, knock, knock on the door. Just see if they what what they felt was different. The USGS says it was on this street, pretty much right here. Yeah, tell us about your experience with the earthquake. Eight oh three oh five fifty. I was I was workshopping Joe a bit of a like an earthquake joke, not to make light of the earthquake, but just to say uh -huh. that what you felt at six fifteen this morning is what you will also feel if the Bills take a defensive end in the first round. Like, <laughs> working on that still. People will be upset. Defensive end or running back for that. Yeah. Well, it'll be worse. All right, 803-0550. Curtis in the Falls wants to pop in. Good morning, Curtis. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing today? Good. Unfortunately, I was driving, so I didn't really feel it. But um, you guys just uh, literally brought me to tears when you talk about sibling fist fights. My brother and I, we both competed in Taekwondo, and we were pretty good. So, like, in, in the tournaments, if you're from the same school, you can't compete in the, in the you know, the, the elimination round. So, basically, he was in one bracket, I was in another bracket. And we pretty much, I have to say, eight out of ten times, we'd clean up the divisions. that We'll be, me and her, me and him fighting for first and second place. And some of these took place at home. <laughs> no trophies. I mean, oh, my God, you know, it was, like, horrible. We'd have had video cameras back then. It looked like a Bruce Lee movie. I mean, all we needed was the subtitle and the slow lines, you know, stay out of my bedroom. And, yep. Oh my God, yes. And to this day, he still thinks he was a better fighter than me. Mm -hmm. Yes, we. but 
by the end of the week, we're in backyard training together. So, you yeah. Know. Thanks, Curtis. Yeah, we're talking about this just because somebody brought up, you know, seeing Diggs on the Pro Bowl in a good mood, happy, remembering mm-hmm. that he basically left town mad about losing. And I'm sure he's not alone in that regard. So we were talking about, you know, fighting with siblings and all that. This is, you know, I mentioned I'm an only child. I don't have brothers or sisters, so I didn't grow up fighting with my brothers. I had friends. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you fight with a best friend, too. Mm-hmm. When you're 12, you play football. Sure. There's a tackle that's too hard. You get up, you're pushing, you're fighting, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. My kids now are almost two, and I'm sometimes anticipating watching boy-girl twins when they start to punch each other, because it's definitely <laughs> going to happen, right? Yeah, there's inevitably there's, some, yeah. There's accidents, and then there's, she pushes him over. Right. And, you know, hanging out or playing with other kids, and somebody pushes somebody over, it's not quite the same as adult brothers fighting, uh-huh. but, you know, as you grow up, you get to punch your siblings. Right. It does happen. I mean, obviously, I... Yes, no, it happens. Yeah. I, I can speak from experience. It happens. You so have, is is Alan and Diggs just the adult version of it? They're going to punch each other. It's, it's even less than that. It's, you know, it's, on the sideline, what did we see that day? We we, I would love to know what Diggs is saying. Because he's... Isn't he, it even more interesting that Alan just kind of ignores it? Yes. It's and more is, interesting to me about Alan's reaction than Diggs. Yeah. And I want to make very clear, I'm not trying to turn this into a thing so much as just say... Yeah, it's weird. It's 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 it happened, and if you the funny thing is, if you search Allen and Diggs in Google right now, the second image that comes up is Diggs doing the thing on the sideline. The first is him hugging Allen on a cover of Sports Illustrated for kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I think it's okay. Um, is that the one? See, because I just did the same thing. And okay, the the one that's like that's like a studio shot thing and like the yellow background. Is that the picture you're looking at? Cuz the other picture I'm looking at is Allen like hugging Diggs like 4 weeks before against the Lions yeah. where they make that catch at the end. He's like, "Oh, yeah. thank you so much." Like <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it, you know, it's not that- I don't think it's I think it's a not the again, the most interesting thing to me is maybe that they're just not talking about it. Or that they haven't addressed it. Allen more know, than the Allen addressed it, saying he's a fiery competitor. Diggs only took to Twitter about it anyway. Yeah, eight oh three oh five fifty. Mark and Tonawanda, go ahead, Mark. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, this morning I thought it was the neighbors in the lower that maybe were overserved last night and hit uh, <laughs> hit our house. So um, thank God it wasn't that. We're all good here. But um, yeah, I think we uh, put too much thought into this. I mean, it was the same thing. Um, that there was some alleged friction between Sean McDermott and Brian Dable. Um, like, you got two type A guys, and even as, you know, athletes, they have this mentality, this competitive nature, that they're not always going to get along. Not everyone's going to be hugging each other all the time. And I think the person to blame in all this is Ken Dorsey. I thought he got – the offense had no answers. And granted, they were down 14 nothing, but Diggs didn't touch the ball. Um, I just think we lack creativity. Our best yak guy in Naeem Hines, who, um, you know, is unbelievable on kick returns. We brought him in for a reason. you got to get this guy the ball. Mix it up. Find ways to get Diggs open. I think that's what Diggs was aggravated with. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I loved it. I, I We are not where we're supposed to be. Unless we win the Super Bowl, it's a failed season. 
And I, I don't want any excuses. Yes, this year was tough for everybody. For everybody in Western New York, this year was brutal. From the thing at Tops to DeMar Hamlin, everything was brutal. We were all in it together. And uh, I really wanted this team. I want to be playing this week so bad, and I'm glad they do too. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, Mark. 8030550. Um, yeah, the Dorsey stuff, the, the Hines stuff. I've got. I tweeted out over the weekend a link to a Pro Football Focus article about explosive plays. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't read it, that's okay. Here's the, what you need to know from it. I'm going to spend the next four months referencing it endlessly. So if, yeah. if I don't go through the whole article today, yeah. which you know at some point we will, the, here's the long and short of it. It's that if you have an explosive play in a drive, you're basically four times more likely to score. Mm-hmm. That a 20-yard play on a drive increases the expected points of that drive. This is Pro Football Focus doing a data study on all the drives in the NFL that score points. And, you know, it might sound like, well, of course, yeah, you get a big chunk play, you're more likely to score. Yeah, that's right. That's it. That, that's yeah. That's the whole thing. You're much more likely to get those big chunk plays in the passing game than you are in the running game. That's league-wide. You know, it's more likely you have a 20-yard pass than a 20-yard run. That's why passing is smarter and better. And, you know, thinking about this Bills offense, there were times this year where Allen was trying to get those plays, and they were not hitting, Mm -hmm. and the offense seemed like it wanted him to, and we would talk about, take those shots in the right moments. It, It all gets to the Dorsey conversation for me, Joe, which was this offense is not bad, but it needs to figure out really what it wants to be. We're going to get into this with Chris Trapasso coming up at 8 o'clock. They, as an offense, were still good. Mm-hmm. They could still go on those 10- and 12-play drives. The, the best offenses can do the 10- and 12-play drives, but also can do a 3-play drive. You can do anything. And this offense, early in the year, was hitting big chunk plays against the Rams, the Titans. And then you know things kind of started to go away a little bit, and that's when we would say everything looks hard for them. The Dolphins game was the start of that, right? Like The weather is the story of that game, but that whole day was not big plays. And it was just picking them apart. 497 yards of offense and, what, 19 points? Right. And like, did they have one giant play the whole points? day? Not that many. The, I mean, digs on the first play of the game over the middle. And yeah. anyway, the whole thing gets to, all right, well, how do you... How do you fix that? Is that a Dorsey thing? Is that an Allen thing? Is that a weapons thing? And my answer to that is just very simply that they – where were the big plays going to come from? Diggs is your best chance. Mm-hmm. Who's your second best chance for a 20-yard chunk play? Maybe it's Davis or Knox? It's got to be Gabe. Sure. It's got to be Gabe Davis. McKenzie is not going down the field like that. No. Nope. Cole Beasley, when he came back, he's not doing 20-yard plus plays. No. Nope. Hines and Cook were not doing that. Hines and Cook, you may be brought in to increase your explosive plays, but they never got the ball right. in the passing game. And even, like, it's just not what this offense does, right? Like, the Niners get explosive plays that way, yep. which is throwing screens, but they are they, they have an elite offense at doing that, and they have McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle and Samuel. Like They have a fleet of guys that they can throw that way. The Bills, yeah, Hines maybe is good at it, but, like, I don't know. When I'm Hines is on the field, don't I kind of know what to expect from him if you're the defense? Where that's why San Francisco maybe is better at it than the Bills are. You have no idea what they're going to do on that play. They could throw a screen to four different guys, and they could take it for 20 yards. It, it comes down to being diverse. It comes down to being fast. And when you have limited options to 
to do those explosive plays, yak, if you do it with yards after catch, it's just you need a bunch of guys to be able to do it. And the Bills have never shown that they're good at that. It's always big air yards, which is fine. Yep. Because in the past, they've been great at that. But it was Gabe Davis this year. Right. It's why the weapon, it's the entire offseason is going to be about what they can add from a weapon standpoint. The receivers that are back on this team, Diggs, yes. Despite all this conversation about, you know, of course he's back. Diggs. Davis is back. He's under contract and he's cheap. Yes. I'm not going anywhere. After that, Shakir. Shakir. He's cheap. I don't need anybody else to be a guarantee. You know, I, I yep. see people putting out their depth charts with Crowder and Beasley McKenzie. and McKenzie, and I think all, I, I, all three could be gone next very, year and be fine. Very much up for do you want to sign a receiver in free agency or draft one? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. I want the, the core to be doesn't have to be completely overhauled, but there are three safe members of that wide receiver group for me. Wouldn't you consider that an overhaul, though? If they, if they, what, what do they keep? Usually six, six or seven. Well, from last year to this year, if if only three of six or three of seven are the same, I, I might want to qualify that as an overhaul. Maybe this this past season, who's new? It's Shakir and, and Crowder. Crowder, two guys. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Unexplosive plays in the passing game. Number one in the NFL, Kansas City. Number two, Philadelphia. One two. Explosive plays. Both one seeds and playing on Sunday. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Of course, the Bills still have a very good offense, but it's about finding ways for it to continue to stay at the top, get better. Your earthquake stories and uh, you know lots of good other stuff as well. Chris Trapasso joins us eight o'clock. We'll talk a little bit about the Senior Bowl. You know, get some some scouting stuff in. What names to watch that came out of the Senior Bowl? Maybe who moved up and down draft boards. And, of course, this receiver conversation as well. Chris Trapasso joins us here on uh, Earthquake Day 2023 in Buffalo, 3.8 in West Seneca. The earthquake from 6.15 this morning, if you felt it. Um, so give us a call if you'd like here on WGR. Back here on WGR, happy Monday. A Monday morning that came with an earthquake. 3.8 magnitude at 6.15 this morning that uh, a lot of people felt. There have been a couple along the way. This is the first one. This is the first one I felt. And yeah, you know, me too. Two thousand seven, there was a two point something. Yeah, this one, this one was was felt. So, epicenter West Seneca. Joe's got this that right down to the street. Yep, you should send somebody. I like don't want to just put out someone's address though. No, <laughs> I mean the coordinates are out there. Like USGS did put the coordinates out there, but nobody knows people's homes by coordinates. I don't think. Got another video, this one from uh, Cheek to Wog. You just retweeted this one, right? This is a good sound one. There's some swearing in it, though, so okay. not one we could play in the air, but it's a good one. This this one includes the people standing in a doorway. Did you know you're supposed to do that? Like, if that had gone on... No. For, oh, yeah, you're supposed to stand in a doorway. See, again, this is, this is one of those things that I'd said to you earlier. In the 80s and the 90s, I feel like most of the sitcoms and shows I watched had an earthquake episode, uh-huh. and the things that you do are get in a doorway or get in a bathtub... Because if anything falls, I think you, I knew the bathtub. You, can't, you won't be crushed by a yeah. beam falling. If that had gone on for thirty seconds and we'd been able to identify that it was an earthquake that was happening, would we have? Would I? <laughs> would I have stood up and gone and stood in the doorway? And would you have looked oh, at me like I would have been like, what, "Bro, what, what are you doing? What, what's happening here? <laughs> what, what are you doing?" I would have had no clue what you were doing. Would my nineteen eighties and nineties sitcom brain have kicked in and saved us there? If, Standing in a doorway. 
That's what they. That's what you did. That's what you're supposed to do. And then you go and clean up all the, you know, plates. And it's that, strictly just because things won't fall on you, or the lesser chance. Yeah, there's like a header over the door. It's it's yeah. not gonna. That's most likely to stay protected from falling debris. Okay. In my head. All right. Well, I just learned something. There you go. For the next time. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Quickly, Dan and Amherst. Go ahead, Dan. How you doing? Um, you know, we don't we don't often see anymore the GM and the coach uh, occupying the same roles. They they have different agendas. One wants to win this Sunday, another wants to win for his entire tenure at the team. So, Bean came here after McDermott. We we all we all recognize that that the coach has a little more input than most for player personnel. So, uh, Bean sees a need for the the short passing game. You know, the the Hines, the Cook. We can see that by the actions he's done. But the coaching doesn't seem to be on the same page. We we got you know the, the short the the quick uh, I mean a uh, cook Hines, we got them you know throw short we never did, and then you take Dorsey who was a great college quarterback I I think he lives vicariously through Josh and calls plays that he wish he could have done, but knows this guy can't rather than the nickel and a dime and taking what the defense gives you and setting plays up for other plays. Maybe I I don't know that there's a there's a I don't know, you want to say it's like a disconnect or they're doing it differently. They, they they went in to win this year. I mean, they signed Von Miller to try and win this year. So mm-hmm. it's not like Bean is just trying to keep a job. He's trying to win a Super Bowl. And if you do that, you're pretty much, you know, made to begin with. I I, I partially agree. I just think the offense didn't the offense doesn't have a but, a bread and butter identity the way that it kind of felt like it did two, three years ago. And maybe that's first maybe that's just a symptom of her, of a first time play caller finding his way. To me, the, the constant pursuit of the pass-catching running back and then that not being a real big part of their offense down the stretch mm-hmm. is just a mystery to me, and I don't know if we'll get an answer to that as we see them approach this offseason, but we'll get Chris Trapasso's thought on, this, on the other side. So Chris Trapasso of uh, CBS Sports, he'll be joining us. We'll talk a little bit about the Senior Bowl, about the Bills' approach to the offseason. The Tremaine Edmonds question. Someday we're going to have a big conversation yeah. about that. I had a friend ask me what they're going to do with Tremaine Edmonds, and my answer was, I have no earthly idea what they're going to do about that. So that's something to kick around as well. 803-0550, It's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.